This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss leadership under crisis, the coronavirus. There is no greater test of leadership than leadership under crisis. If you were a good leader before the crisis, a crisis will make you a great leader because it builds character, integrity, trust, and it brings honor to you. But if you were a mediocre leader at best before the crisis, it will amplify your weakness and people and put people at jeopardy. The coronavirus is a test that you must pass because lives are at risk. As we keep trying to update ourselves with the latest news on the coronavirus pandemic, let's look at how we got here and why we're facing the possibility of 200,000 people dying in the United States. When leadership refuses to acknowledge the existence of a potential danger, complacency kicks in. And when you refuse to acknowledge that others know more than you, you confirm how small thinking you are. That's the problem that we have. People at the beginning of this pandemic did not believe the statistics, did not believe the science, did not believe the medical community that were saying, hey, you know, we sort of kind of got a little bit of a problem here. We need to, you know, focus on this. Um, you know, there might be some serious danger here. And, of course, some people refuse to acknowledge it. Oh, it's a hoax. Oh, that's not real. Oh, that's going to just dissipate. Have you ever read the book, The Ice is Melting? And it talks about some penguins in Antarctica, and they basically found out that their ice is melting. That there's a problem. There's a big danger. There's, And in that book, it talks about how people's view about potential dangers can be formed by their ego. People actually believe that they know better than somebody else. Well, that, that penguin doesn't know anything. You know, this person doesn't know this or that and stuff, right? Oh, you know. And, but the problem is, is that that ego is going to put a lot of people's lives at risk, at jeopardy. In the workplace, people depend on leaders to provide a safe working environment. In society, it's the same. People depend on their elected officials to keep an eye out for safety, to promote the well-being of our population. But what happens when we find that leadership is not looking out for our safety? Trust evaporates and confidence diminishes. In many cases, some organizations have to make the decision between profits and employee safety. Think about it. You're in an organization and you have probably a few hundred people and then all of a sudden you find out that, hey, you know, there's something... Something terrible is going on here. Yeah, but if we don't make this week's quota, right, you know, we're probably not going to get that bonus at the end of the year. Like we're, you know what, let's just keep on working. Some companies are like that. Some company will go ahead and put people's safety 
on the back burner and put profits on the front burner. They, they want to go ahead and make sure that they get profits. Recently, Amazon found that the crisis was creating an increase in demand and hired thousands of more employees to fulfill the orders of many people who are on stay-at-home orders. They found, wow, this is a great, this is a pretty good market right now. This crisis is really cool. Let's go ahead and uh, hire some more people. We can get some more, more business. We can make some more money. So now they're hiring thousands of more people to work in the warehouse. And now people are working per, in pretty close proximity. They're pretty close to, to each other. The increase in, employ, in employees also meant that people, people that you know probably have never met each other, um, they're working together, they don't really know each other. But what happened is that in some warehouses, there were reports of employees that came down with the coronavirus. So in a haste to go ahead and hire people, to go ahead and make bigger profits, Amazon went ahead and just put all these people together and let's go ahead and uh, fulfill these orders. In this case, Amazon put profits above people's safety, which promotes distrust. And that's a problem that Amazon is having right now, is that Amazon now is facing lawsuits from some of these people that were exposed to the coronavirus, all because of the fact that Amazon put profits above safety. And it's not to say that they probably just totally went out there and just decided, hey, you know what? I really don't care. Yeah, I know this person has a virus. Let's just go ahead and toss them in there. Maybe it was inadvertent. Maybe, you know, somebody didn't know that they had a virus. But the whole entire thing is that now all these people were exposed due to the fact that now a lot more people are in the workplace and all these people, you know, are have the possibility of, of actually getting a full-blown coronavirus. In times of crisis, employees need to know that that Employers are going to be upfront. They're going to be truthful of any possible threats and any safety hazards. The whole entire thing is about communication. Communicate to your employees what's going on. Hey, you know what? There's a possibility that this and this is going on here. Okay, this area over here, we need to make sure that we're, we're keep, you know, keeping away from. Okay, we're going to go ahead and isolate this. We're going to go ahead and do this and that and stuff. If you do not inform your employees of what's going on all the time, whether it's big or small, whatever the safety hazard or, or problem is and stuff, right, you're going to create an atmosphere of distrust. So the whole entire bottom line is, good or bad, tell your employees what's going on. Because if all of a sudden your employees are, are hearing through the grapevine, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, you were over there in that building. Oh, yeah, you know, I went ahead and I did this and this and that at that building. I did some work over there. And, you know, I spoke to a few folks over there. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, you know, your boss should have told you, but two or three people came down with coronavirus over there in that building. Now, let me ask you, how would you feel if all of a sudden you found out through the grapevine when your supervisor should have told you that, um, you know, this potential hazard over there, this potential problem over there, there's a risk that maybe you may have come down with the coronavirus because you worked in this building or that building. Where's the trust? Where's the integrity? Everything's going to be diminished. Nobody's going to trust supervisory. Nobody's going to trust management to tell the truth. 
So good or bad, you need to go ahead and communicate what's going on anywhere within the organization that could be a possible health hazard risk, any type of safety problems with your employees. It's very, very important that you do that. Just tell the truth. That's all you have to do is just tell the truth. You may, you know, you may not win a lot of, um, you know, medals from your, your boss above, but let me tell you, it's going to win. It's going to win the respect of the people below you. People are going to follow you because they, they're, they're going to know that you're going to be out there keeping an eye out for them. People are going to say, hey, you know what? If so-and-so said that this is this, this is happening, I trust him. I believe him because he's out there looking out for us. Every single day, this person's out there looking out for us. And they will reciprocate. Because when the crisis is over, and, it, and eventually it will be over, they're going to respect you more. They're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I, I need to do for my supervisor because he was out there. He was fighting the fight. He was walking the walk. He was actually taking care of us. You have to take care of your people. You have to tell the truth. You have to inform them about absolutely everything. You have to inform them about their rights. Okay, you know what? Th this is your right to know that this happened in this area. You need to go ahead and make sure that maybe if you have to go ahead and see a doctor, make sure that you're okay because you don't want to bring home a virus to your, your family or you know your, your, your parents or friends or people that you know. You don't want to spread. You don't want to be the one who actually spreads it. So it's very important. If you're in a leadership position, tell the truth. Tell your employees everything that they need to know. Never, ever, like in the case of Amazon, put profits above safety. You can't put profits above safety. People's lives are at risk right here. Recently, I heard a story that the Pentagon made a decision not to inform local and state government of coronaviruses on military installations. Now, if you think about it, there's a lot of military installations around, around the country. There's thousands of military installations around the country. And each military installation employs thousands of people. And those people, they don't live on base. They live within the community. And if there's a coronavirus case on base, obviously, it's going to get into the community. And vice versa. Local communities and state have the, the responsibility to go ahead and inform the public of any coronavirus outbreak or anything that's going on in the community. But the Pentagon made the decision not to inform local communities of any type of cases that's going on on their military installation. This action is leaving a lot of local communities in conflict with the Department of Defense. Because although the installation can control the military personnel and civilian personnel that, that work for them, ultimately those folks, they live in the communities. They frequent the communities. They're out there in the communities. They need to know what's going on. The breakdown of communication actually, you know, the breakdown of communication creates an atmosphere of mistrust. Leaders must lead with integrity, put people above profits, and community above self. And that's very, very important. As I was thinking about this topic, 
I was thinking about how many times have we actually been in this type of a situation where there's a major threat going on. And for you folks uh, in, in Australia, you know, I, I, I know about a few months ago, you guys had all those fires going on in Australia. And that's basically, God, you know, all those folks, they had to come together. They had to communicate with each other. You know, you talk about crisis. You're talking about a burning crisis in that situation where people's lives were, were at stake. People, people were at risk. Now, multiply that globally. This is something that's happening around the world. And this is testing leaders throughout the whole entire world. What are you going to do? How are you going to do this? How are you going to handle this? Are you going to inform people, hey, you know what, by the way, um, there's a chance that maybe um, you may be exposed to this or that. You have to let people know so that they can go maybe seek medical attention, go do whatever they have to do to make sure that they're safe. The coronavirus is going to test all leaders. And like I said, if you were a good leader before, you're going to be a great leader if you can make the right decisions, put people above profits, community above self. If you can do that, you're going to be a great leader. Communication is everything. And, and it's just not just to the just to, to the few people here and there and stuff like it's everyone. Everyone needs to know what's going on at all time. You know, send out a, 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 an email. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Because if you work in a situation in a place like where I work, and I'm out doing work, nine hours and forty five minutes of the day, I don't have time every day to check my email. You may have to go ahead and do some FaceTime. You may have to go out there and go to where the people are working and actually say, hey, you know what, this is what's going on. You know, I know, you know, we should have told you about this before. Get out there. You have to do some FaceTime. Maybe send some text messages if you want to or something like that. But FaceTime is more important at this moment in time. People don't need to get an email from their commanders, you know, or the Secretary of State, I mean, or Secretary of Defense, you know, oh, by the way, um, the, the, the COVID, you know, uh, virus is this, 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 and, you know, we should do this and this and this, wash our hands. No, you need to come down here and, and actually talk to us. That's, that's basically what it is because not, not, not a lot of people are going to be able to, to read your email, have the time for the email. But when you go see them face-to-face, -face, talk to them, tell them about the threats, the hazards, the safety issues that we're having, and what, what state of condition we are in currently, that means a lot. That builds integrity. That builds trust. That builds honor. Don't just go ahead and try to manage a crisis from, from a cubicle because it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We need to go ahead and practice effective leadership. Crisis management is, is one thing. Don't let the, the crisis manage you. And that looks like what's happening here. The crisis is actually managing a lot of people. You know, people, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They don't know, um, you know, how to get the, the job done because the crisis is actually managing them. So for you to be an effective leader, you need to, you need to manage the crisis. You need to take, it, take control. 
you need to inform everybody. You need to be able to go ahead and, and check your ego at the door and actually say, hey, you know what? I may not know everything about this threat, but you know what? I know so-and-so does. I know the emergency manager that's been practicing emergency management for the past 15 years. Yes, um, he kind of knows what he's doing. He, you know, I'll admit, I did not study his field of study. You know, maybe I, I'm, I'm an expert at this. Maybe, maybe this person is an expert at that. But let the experts that know what the man, how to manage a crisis, manage the crisis. Because if not, then you're gonna look around. You're gonna look a lot, a lot like, like a clown, with his hair on fire. Yeah, you, you're gonna be like, everybody's gonna say, you know what? This guy doesn't even have it under control. This guy seriously doesn't need to be here. And if I'm trying to get my information from this person, oh God, we're in a world of hurt. We are in a world of hurt. If I'm depending on somebody to give me, you know, current information, information that can can help me, or information that about the safety hazards and stuff like that, and this person doesn't have it all together, we're in a world of hurt. We really are. And when the crisis is over, you're going to see how, how the organization starts to kind of like corrode. Management starts to corrode because now they know that this person has no clue of what he's doing. So they have no, no trust. No, they have no integrity. You know, so a crisis is, is how you bring out the best in the, in the good or bring out the worst in the, in, in the bad. It really is. Today is April the 2nd. We've been going through this coronavirus thing for the past almost two months. And it's getting, it's getting worse. It's getting worse right now. One, one, of the, one of the things that we noticed today is that you still have like about 11 holdouts 11 states that are holding out and not calling for a stay-at-home order to keep this virus from spreading. 11 states. Why and what are those folks holding out for? I, you know, it, it kind of like puzzles me. You know, all you have to do is just tell folks, you know what, stay at home for the next two weeks and we'll get over this. That, that's it. I'm I'm not sure what is driving people or governments governors not to not to do this, or even our federal government to actually give a, a whole entire nationwide order of not to do this and stuff. Again, putting profits over over safety, putting profits over people. That that has to be, because there's no other there's no other reason. And when the books are written. And two, five years, maybe 10 years down the way, and we start, you know, reading about the decisions and actions that people took and what actually governed those decisions and actions. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be very enlightening. It's going to be very enlightening. We're going to learn more about management, leadership, what it takes to actually lead. But at what cost? At what cost? 
right now, our, our leadership is saying that, yeah, we're only going to have about 100, maybe 200,000 people um, will probably die. Well, <laughs> 100 to 200,000 people die because of this pandemic. Wow. Again, it kind of reminds me of that episode of Shrek. You remember where Lord Farquhar said, Many of you will die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. That's exactly what's happening here. When 100 to 200,000 people dying is acceptable, what have we come to? What have we come to? where 200,000 people dying is acceptable. It's not acceptable. In any which way, form, or fashion, it's not acceptable. If you made the decision and, and to, to basically you know, refuse to put out information, refuse to go ahead and, and take responsibility, hey, you know what? I sort of kind of should have done this better. Maybe I should have listened to so-and-so. Maybe I should have listened to the scientists. Maybe I should have listened to whoever knew more than, than you did. It's, like I said, sometimes during a crisis, you have to leave your ego at the door and say, you know what? Yeah, you know, I, I really don't know much of this, but I think we need to go ahead and bring in the experts. But then you have to listen to them. Then you have to go ahead and make a, a decision based on their information. These are very trying times that we're going through. And right now here in the United States, we have about 5,000 people who who perished because of this epidemic. And if you're listening to my podcast right now, and one of your family members passed away because of this epidemic, well... My, my my heart is broken. I pray for you and your family. I pray for everyone out there to be safe. Listen to the warnings. Wash your hands. Pra practice that social distancing that they're talking about. You know, I heard somebody say that social distancing, you know, is sort of kind of like, yeah, you have to get away from society and stuff. No, it really isn't. It probably... It probably should be better maybe physical distancing because we can always stay together. We can always stay connected. This podcast is a way to stay connected. We can talk on the phone, communicate, text message, you know, instant message, Facebook, everything, Twitter. You can do absolutely everything. So socially, we're still connected. But right now, we're, we need to be a little bit physically disconnected. You know, maybe just... You know, keep keep our distance and make sure that everybody's safe. Wash our hands for 20, 20 seconds, the way they tell us. Do everything that we have to do to take care of ourselves, take care of our families, take care of all of those that we love around us. Look out for each other. Because this is going to actually, you know, challenge you and actually, you know, build your character. Did you help someone else? You know, I go through the stores and, and I take a look at, you know, what's missing. God, all this food is missing. All this is missing. That's missing and stuff, you know. You know, ask your neighbor 
the elderly neighbor next door that you know you talk to once in a while and you wave at and stuff, right? Hey, you folks okay? Do you guys need anything? I'm going to the store right now. Can, is there something I can bring you? Random acts of kindness. I did an episode before about random acts of kindness. And, and during this crisis, you keep on hearing about people doing random acts of kindness and helping people. A lot of people right now have been laid off on furlough or actually been totally dismissed because the, the companies are going, going probably bankrupt right now. I've heard some people who own businesses actually went ahead and got a second mortgage on their home so that they can provide a check for their employees. Random acts of kindness. Random acts of kindness. Any little thing that you can do to help someone else right now in, these, in this hour of need would be very, very well accepted. It would be, it would be something, something beautiful. You know, I hope that you're safe. I hope that everyone out there is taking care of themselves. And, and I, I remember another person saying that we'll get through this. We're going to get through this. This is a test of our humanity. A test of our humanity. It's going to challenge us. It's going to make us better people. Because from now on, we're going to look at each other and, you know, like we're going to, we're going to be more helpful with each other. Because, like, right now, you don't hear too much about violence out in the street. You don't hear too much about all sorts of negative things. Because people are looking out for each other. Maybe in a way, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Maybe in a way, it's a good thing. Because we're finally starting to figure out that we're all in this together. It's not just Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Black, White, Hispanics, Jews. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are. This virus knows no bounds. It knows absolutely no color. It knows no borders. Absolutely no borders. You can't build a, a 20, 40-foot wall just to keep it out. It knows absolutely nothing. But what it does know is, is how to kill people. It knows that. But we're all in this together. And that's one of the things that we have to understand. We're all in this together. Help each other. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to our podcast. I think this is going to be a, a topic for the next few episodes. Because day by day, we're learning more and more about this pandemic. And, and the more, you know, we, we learn, the more better we are to face the challenges that, that lie ahead of us. So I'm hoping that you folks are, are doing fine out there. God bless. God speed. Take care of each other. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.